Hey, welcome back. Thank you for listening. I've got a hell of a lot of stories. And here's here's another one. This shows how a human being can be totally resilient and do whatever it takes to be successful, especially if you're in a situation where you're not doing well and you're looking for a better opportunity. Sometimes you don't have to look. Sometimes it just smacks you right solid in the face. And that's what happened here. So this portion of my life runs from 1997 to 2007. One day, my wife, Cindy, called me and she said, hey, Scott, you're not going to believe it, but I got a fax from Mr. Nakata. Now, who is Mr. Nakata? Hmm. Well, when Cindy and I first got married in 1971, we flew to Japan to start our marriage. I was stationed in the Navy at the Far East Network. One day, there was something posted on our bulletin board and it said, wanted English speaking female with the degree in English. So I ripped it off of the bulletin board. I took it to uh, Cindy and I said, hey, here's a job opportunity for you. This may really be cool. It's with a company called Platinum Pen. So call them. So she called, got an interview, went on the interview and boom, got the job. And for the three plus years we were stationed in Japan together, she worked at Platinum Pen Japan teaching English to all of the Japanese corporate executives at Platinum Pen. Wow, what a job. So we kept in touch over the years, etc. Not we, really. Cindy is the one that had the enduring relationship with Toshihiro Nakata. And that fax came in in 1997. And she said, Mr. Nakata is interested in establishing a footprint in the United States. And would Scott be interested? I want to know if he has a college degree and what he thinks. So Cindy and I sat down, formulated a letter. Yes, absolutely. I have a degree at the University of Maryland. I know how to market and I know how to sell. And I would love the opportunity to be able to establish uh, a footprint in North America and head up the U.S. Division of Platinum Pen. So Mr. Nakata said, listen, I'm going to send you two round trip tickets to Tokyo. I would like for you and Cindy to come and visit me and we'll discuss business. I want you to be the president of the U.S. division and I'd like Cindy to be the vice president. All right, so there we go. We get on the plane. He picks us up at the airport with his personal driver. We go out and drink and eat and get crazy. And the next morning at 7 a.m., we go to the corporate offices in Wayno, Japan, sit down with the board of directors, all of the players, marketing, advertising, uh, new product development, everything. And Mr. Nakata says, what I'd like to do is give you $10,000 and I want you to start a company. Buy the stuff you need, uh, start in your house, start small. In the meantime, I want you to do some research on getting us on the internet. Do you know what the internet is, Scott-san? Called me Scott-san. I said, absolutely I do. Keep in mind, this is 1997. I didn't know squat about the internet. All I knew that there were news groups and that was about it. Got back to Atlanta, had $10,000 and it was $10,000 in yen. So I had to go to a money exchange company, Deke Pereira, and exchange $10,000 in yen to 10,000 in US dollars and then establish a bank account. All right, so we've got the money in the bank. We start buying furniture, computers, etc. One for me, one for Sunday. We worked out of the house. I started doing research on the internet and found out that there was a company in Atlanta that actually did websites. So I called, set up an appointment to meet with the guy, and he said, the guy said, yeah, if you want us to do that, it'll be $30,000. And I said, you're crazy. He said, what I need from you is a CD-ROM with all of the uh, pictures of all of the products that Japan sells, and we'll put them in a database and create a website. So we got a website, everything, and I'm thinking, oh man, 
So now what do I do? Okay, well, I've got to figure out how to get this product in stores. So I found out about pen shows by looking in news groups. And then I started putting little things in news groups saying, hey, have you ever heard of Platinum Pen? I understand it's a great company, but their products are hard to come by. People said, oh yeah, man, it's the best quality ever. If, if I could get my hands on some Platinum Pen products, I'd be happy. Others chimed in, said, yeah, I would be too. I said, wow. Let me do some research and find out more about this company. So I knew that I could start out of the shoot really well because people were saying they loved the product because they couldn't find it. So I kept going into all of the news groups, establishing myself as the president of the U.S. Division of Platinum Pen, and I would just put up a product just for the heck of it and say, this, this is a such and such fountain pen. Uh, it retails for $395. There's a 10% discount because it's a new product. And I started selling those damn things on a news group. Then I found out there were pen shows. So I went to a couple of pen shows, one in Washington, D.C. Every pen company was represented at this pen show. They travel all over the United States in different hotel ballrooms and sell their wares or show their wares. I was a distributor and a slash manufacturer, but I was selling direct to the end consumer. That was unheard of in 1997. The vice president of Pilot Pen came up to me and said, listen, after the show tonight, why don't we go have a beer at the Ritz? I just wanna pick your brain and see what's going on with you. So we started talking, and then all of a sudden, the guy from Parker Pen Company came, the guy from Cross Pen came, all CEOs, and we were all sitting at a table in the Ritz-Carlton dining room. And they said, Scott, tell us more. And I was telling them how I was selling to the end consumer, and they said, you can't do that, you have to go through a distributor. And I said, I am a distributor. I'm also a manufacturer. Well, you still have to go through a distributor to get your products in all of these stores, all of these stationery shops, in all of the big box stores. You have to do that. You, you just can't sell to the end user. And I said, well, I am, and I have been. They said, you're kidding. I said, we're kicking ass. He said, well, why won't, why can't you get into stationery stores? I said, because the stationery stores are saying, we don't need another damn Japanese writing instrument to sell to the consumer. We have enough stuff. So I started selling more and more to the end consumer by telling them that, hey, the products that you've heard about but you can't find are available exclusively from the Platinum Pen USA website. Ooh, you have a website? Yeah, the first stationary company in the United States and probably the world to have an operating website that actually could sell stuff automatically online. The first ever. It was incredible. It was fantastic. So before I knew it, we were selling the hell out of product. So then when I went to a couple of other pen shows, different stationery companies would come up and say, hey, how can we get your product in our stores? So then I learned how to sell directly to the stationery stores. I went to my dentist and my dentist said, so you're in the pen business? You went from radio and TV to the pen business? I said, yeah, and it's very lucrative. And he said, have you ever heard of something called a stylus? I said, no, what the hell is a stylus? He said, well, have you heard about the Palm Pilot? I said, yeah, I have a Palm Pilot. He said, you know that little stick you pull out of the side and write notes and do your calendar and stuff on? I said, yeah. He said, well, my friend has a Palm Pilot and he lost the stylus. Do you guys sell styluses? Nobody sells them. Do you? I'm going to email Japan and I'll get back to you. Of course, Japan didn't have any styluses. They, they really didn't know what a stylus was, but they had a three-way mechanical pen. You twist it one way and a red ink ballpoint came out. You twist it again, a black 
ballpoint came out, you twist it again and it was a mechanical pencil. I emailed them and said, can you pull out the red refill and replace it with a dummy pen? It looks just like this one, but it's made out of nylon. They said, we can't replace it, but we can make it. We'll make it for you to fit in the chamber. And they said, minimum order is 25,000. And I'm thinking, holy cow. So I said, give me 50,000 black styluses. And they went crazy. Oh, Mr. Scott, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm getting ready to sell 50,000 of those triple twist pens. So here's what I did. There was a little website at the time called Amazon. And I was looking on Amazon. They were unique. They were the only thing going that was really selling product to the end consumer on a pretty good website at the time in 1997. I said, you know what? They're not selling any pens on Amazon. And down at the bottom, I could say, see where it said, contact us. So I called the number. And who the hell do you think answered the phone in 1997? Yes, Jeff Bezos. Hell of a nice guy. I said, Jeff, Scott Woodside, President, Platinum Pen USA. Yeah. I said, I was looking on your website and noticed you don't have any pens or any writing instruments. He said, no, no, we're not really into writing instruments. And I said, have you heard of the Palm Pilot? He says, yeah, I've got one right here. I said, do you see that little stick there? Have you ever lost that? He says, no. And I said, well, people are losing them now. And I have created a triple twist pen because we've all learned to write using a pen. It has a mechanical pencil, a black ballpoint, and you twist it around the third time. And it is a Palm Pilot stylus, a stylus pen. He said, you're kidding. I said, no. He says, I would be very interested in, in looking at your product. I said, well, I have 10 different price points, 10 different SKUs. He said, send me all 10 samples. Let me look at them and I'll call you back. About a week later, I got a call from Jeff Bezos. He said, Scott, Jeff, Jeff Bezos at Amazon. I love these pens. I wanna make an open order to purchase a shit pile of your pens. And I believe the open order at the time was something like 300,000 bucks from Amazon. I wigged out. So I decide, so at the time I decide, how am I going to create more business? At the time, there was something called a third-party email system owned by Microsoft. I can't remember the name of it, but they eventually sold it to a company called Constant Contact, which I know you've heard of. So I started emailing people out in the news groups and they would subscribe and on the website, I said, subscribe here to be a special member, on and on and on. And if you're a special member, you get a special discount. I started doing all these crazy marketing things that I had copied from people that are marketing crazy stuff online and applied it to pens and fountain pens and made another small fortune. I took all of this information with the vice president of sales that I hired. I stole him from Pilot Pen. One large stationary company, Franklin Covey, had a satellite office in Delray Beach. Also, Office Depot had their corporate offices in Delray Beach, Florida, and Staples. And let's see, who else? A high-end stationary company called Levenger. And I don't know if they're still in business or not. And I went to them and I said, guys, this product is going through the roof. And I gave them all of the different examples. And they said, wow, we want that. So started writing up orders, got into every single Cop USA all throughout North America and Hawaii. It was crazy. It was crazy. We were making money hand over fist, running one of the largest pen companies in North America and starting off from scratch is no easy feat because all of the products were all in Japanese. So everything had to be rebranded. So branding is very important. 
So what am I going to do? I've got thousands of SKUs, thousands of all different types of pens, from mechanical pencils to ballpoint pencils to fountain pens and ink and ink refills. All of the pens had to be named in English. So my team and I created a brand. It was a beautiful brand because it had to look good in all of the box stores. We had to come up with names because we were selling these to CompUSA and every pen had to have a name. We had two triple action pens that were the stylus pens. One was totally black. So what am I going to call it? So I name it the Stealth. And besides everything back in the late 90s was all Stealth. Everything was called Stealth. Lo and behold, I got a cease and desist order from one person and a team of lawyers for this one person out of Chicago. The guy that sent the cease and desist order owned the name Stealth. And I said, well, what about the Stealth airplane? He said, I allow the U.S. government to use that name at no charge. So guess what? I had to pull every freaking pen out of every CompUSA store throughout North America with the name Stealth on it. And boy, did I do it fast. And lucky for me, the pen was overpriced and we probably sold about five, but I lost my ass on that deal. The attorneys backed off and all was good, but scared the living hell out of me. And did I tell Japan? No, hell no. To this day, they'll never know. And I doubt they'll ever hear this podcast. So the next pen was beautiful. It was stainless steel and had all kinds of looking bling on it. It's hard to describe. It was the last pen to name. I chose the name Metallica. Oh, that seems like a good name. And I thought, well, the band Metallica, that they're long gone. So that shouldn't be any kind of a big deal. They don't exist anymore. And quite frankly, I was never a fan of Metallica. So I never really perceived how successful they possibly were. Well, lo and behold, unbeknownst to me, I received a package from FedEx. It was about five inches thick. There was a letter addressed to me, the president of Platinum Pen USA, saying that I had violated the copyright of the band Metallica. And in there, they had hundreds and hundreds of documents explaining why their brand was so strong throughout the world and I was infringing on their brand. I had no idea, man. And they wanted a list of all of my sales on this pen and they wanted all of the profit from it. Well, lucky for me, I guess it's luck because that pen never sold either. I will say my website looked beautiful for Platinum Pen USA. And on there, I had a rendering drawn to show a pen that really didn't exist, but it had pictures of Monet and Van Gogh circling this beautiful fountain pen. Now, it was only digital. It didn't exist. I got a call from the Trump Organization, and they wanted to sell this particular fountain pen and rollerball in all of the Macy's stores. And I said, well, I'm honored because Trump has a great reputation for marketing and I'm glad that you like the pen. And they said, well, can you send us a prototype? I said, no, I really can't send a prototype right now. I didn't want them to know it didn't exist. So I called the manufacturer and I said, I need you to make this pen. I need a prototype of this beautiful fountain pen. And the specific manufacturer in China said, if I needed a prototype of this specific pen, it would be $3,000 to make. At that time, the pen company was starting to go downhill. This was about 2006, 2005, 2006, and I didn't have the money to spend on the prototype. And so I called the lady back in charge of marketing and product marketing for the Trump organization. And I said, you know, we're, we're really not that interested. I can't send you a prototype, but if you would like to uh, place an order, minimum order of 300 pens, 
I'll be more than happy to ship them out, and I can promise you I will guarantee that everyone will be sold. Well, she wouldn't buy on that, and I said, you know, The Apprentice seems to be low on the ratings, and I don't know how much longer it's going to last. And the lady stole my thunder. She said, Mr. Woodside, I'll have you know, the Trump Organization signed a multi-year contract with NBC for another 10 years. And I thought, oh God, I just stepped on my you-know-what on this one. I said, well, be that as it may, if you're not interested in purchasing the product up front, I'm not interested in sending you a prototype. I guarantee my work. And if you can't purchase it sight unseen, then I wouldn't be interested. She said, okay, thank you, but your products are beautiful. So let's get back to the main story. As time progressed, we became more and more successful. But the problem was we had no research and development, no new products coming in on the horizon. So what was happening, people were saying, you have a great company, but what is new? There was nothing else new. So I went to research and development in Japan, said, we've got to have new product or we're not going to make it. Well, long story short, we didn't make it. And the next thing I heard was, Mr. Scottson, we no longer want to do business in the United States, which means your position has been totally terminated. So I said, okay, no problem. I guess that means I'll be working out of the Tokyo office or maybe the one in Shanghai or maybe the one in Vietnam. And they said, no, you won't be working for any of us. We no longer want to have a relationship with you. We're no longer doing business. Thank you. It's been a great run. Congratulations. And uh, they cut off all communication. So long story short, I had to file bankruptcy. Oh, yeah corporate and personal. Lost over $300,000. But I will tell you what, it was one hell of a run, one hell of a ride for 10 years representing Platinum Pen USA. Unfortunately, I think towards the end in the last year, year and a half, that Mr. Nakata was ill and he really wasn't saying anything about it. But every time I went over to see him, He just wasn't himself anymore. So I think that's when he made the rash decision that he no longer wanted to see me. He probably knew he was going to die and just cut off all communication. But that explains a 10-year gap out of broadcasting where I took a stationary company from nothing in the United States to a multi-million dollar company until it all went south. Hey, if you listened all the way through this, I appreciate it. I don't know if it's boring or compelling or interesting, but my point is take any kind of an opportunity and wrap your passion around it. Create passion if you don't have it. Know that you can do the best you could ever do for a product or a company that is giving you an opportunity to look at. Hell, I didn't know a damn thing about pen refills, fountain pen ink, fountain pen tips, knew nothing. I did all of my due diligence. I learned everything about stationary business. I had to because failure wasn't an option. Good luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening.